Bob Melvin is poised to take over as the next manager of the San Francisco Giants. Welcome to another edition of the Kerry Crowley Show. Pleasure to be with you as Andrew Baggerly of The Athletic, my colleague, has reported that Bob Melvin will indeed leave his post with the San Diego Padres and come to San Francisco to succeed Gabe Kapler and be the next leader of the San Francisco Giants. So many fascinating elements to break down here of this interdivision transaction. That's really what it is. I don't know that the Giants will end up giving San Diego anything in terms of compensation for Melvin, but this is a manager who was under contract with the Padres, and you rarely see this kind of move in Major League Baseball, except Giants fans have seen this exact kind of move happen before, and they saw it work out extraordinarily well. Back ahead of the 2007 season, Bruce Bochy still under contract in San Diego with the Padres. There are rumblings that he may not be a fit in San Diego anymore. The Giants looking for a new manager to replace Felipe Alou. We all know how that story ends, and now history may be repeating itself. And I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm not saying that Bob Melvin is Bruce Bochy. I'm not saying that the Giants are about to go win three titles in the first, what, six, seven, eight seasons of Melvin's tenure in San Francisco, even if it lasts that long. But what I am saying is that this is a move that we've seen before in San Francisco, and it's a move that we've seen pay off for the San Francisco Giants before. So a really interesting decision to hire Bob Melvin. If you're Farhan Zaidi, the architect of this Giants organization right now, the chief baseball operator, the, excuse me, the president of baseball operations in San Francisco, Greg Johnson, the chairman of the organization right now, they cannot afford to have another losing season. Giants fans' patience was clearly stretched thin over the last two seasons, and I think it's been stretched even more thin during the postseason. I addressed this on a recent podcast, watching Bruce Bochy have the type of success that he has had with the Texas Rangers. The Rangers, of course, off to the World Series in Bochy's first season back in the dugout. I address why it wasn't really an issue what happened with the Giants organization back in 2019 when Bruce Bochy stepped away. And yes, he ultimately did make that decision on his own terms. I was there in the dugout as a beat reporter every day talking to Bruce Bochy, understanding that he wanted to spend more time with his family and knowing that, hey, there might be a time when he would re-enter the game of Major League Baseball. He would do so on his own terms, and his own terms were you had to find someone that he was comfortable managing with. That's Chris Young, the top baseball executive in Texas with the Rangers, and he had to find a team that was intent on winning. And you look at the way the Texas Rangers have spent over the last few offseasons. Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, Jacob DeGrom, uh, Nathan Yavaldi. That is clearly an organization that is doing whatever it takes to win. And now the Giants have added Bob Melvin. And now the next step is committing money this offseason to making this team in 2024 as good as it can possibly be. Because let's be clear right from the start here. And I'll get into the mechanics of Bob Melvin, why I think that hiring him is ultimately a good decision. But let's be clear, hiring a new manager is not the only thing that the Giants need to change this offseason. In fact, if their only move, if their biggest move is the hiring of Bob Melvin, it will be a failure of an offseason. Because this is an organization that has been playing at a talent deficiency for the last two years compared to the teams 
in the National League West. You look at the Dodgers, who won 100-plus games. You look at the Diamondbacks, who, as I'm recording this, are on the brink of potentially advancing to the World Series. And if they don't, they took the Philadelphia Phillies to seven games in the NLCS. They've got budding young talent. They will be around for the next few years. And then you've got the Padres team that Bob Melvin is leaving. It's a Padres team that wanted new leadership, and I'll address that in a moment. But it's a Padres team that has clearly spent a ton of money and intends on competing in the National League West, at least over the next few seasons. They are not going to go into a teardown mode in 2024. So that means the Giants and Bob Melvin will really have their hands full. And before we get into the mechanics of this, really want to credit Andy Baggerly. I worked with him on the beat, competed against him when I worked for the San Jose Mercury News, one of his old stomping grounds. Uh, of course, has done such a great job as the Athletics Beat reporter and just had every detail of this story covered. From the moment that the Giants decided to interview Bob Melvin, he was on it. From the moment that the Giants and Bob Melvin had reached an agreement that has yet to be announced, he was on it. Bags has been all over this story. And so he's done a really good job keeping the public informed and keeping us updated on where this search stands. And it's been an interesting search for so many different reasons. And I think when you consider what the Giants were talking about the day that Gabe Kapler was fired, three days to go, left in the 2023 regular season, the Giants get rid of Gabe Kapler, Farhan Zaidi, I thought, hey, maybe his job status is in question right now. They ultimately decide to keep him, but when they go away from Kapler, Farhan talked about the potential of hiring a first-time Major League manager. And so the names that immediately come to mind are those of Stephen Vogt, Nick Hunley, a former Giants catchers, Donnie Ecker, who'd had great success as the Giants hitting coach back in 2020 and 2021, and is now enjoying tremendous success in the dugout as bench coach and hitting coach for Bruce Bochy in Texas. And so you think about those potential first-time managers. You look inside the organization. They interview Kai Correa, the bench coach, who I think that Bob Melvin would be wise to keep around in San Francisco. Alyssa Nacken, of course, who becomes the first person, according to Bags, who's, again, been all over this interview process, the first woman to interview for a full-time managerial job in Major League Baseball. And then Mark Hallberg, the Giants' third base coach, under Gabe Kapler, friend of Buster Posey, who we know has had influence in this Giants managerial search. Posey, of course, part of the ownership group, group now, advising Greg Johnson, helping the Giants ultimately settle on Bob Melvin. But as this process unfolded and you start to listen to the names, it started to be, hey, these are all first-time managers. These are all candidates with a relative lack of experience where the Giants potentially headed. And I started to maybe get my hopes up a little bit that they were more serious about the search and you know, taking in a wider group of characters across the game of baseball, a wider group of perspectives across the game of baseball when they interviewed Jason Veritek or at least reached out to the Red Sox to interview Jason Veritek for the job in San Francisco. But what was lacking from this search was very clear to me. They were not looking at experienced candidates or at least until Bob Melvin's interview leaked, they were not looking at candidates who had been in major league dugouts in managerial capacities before, even if it was for a very slim amount of time. And so then the news comes out that they'd requested to interview Bob Melvin, the San Diego Padres manager who still had another year left on his contract, and the news that the Padres were going to grant that interview request for the Giants, that essentially told me, hey, 
This deal is done. And with that news, it became clear that this is the move the Giants had kind of been charting since the outset of the offseason. I think it's really interesting because I was hard on Greg Johnson when he said two weeks to go in the regular season that Gabe Kapler and Farhan Zaidi would absolutely be back. He confirmed to Susan Slusser of the San Francisco Chronicle that Gabe Kapler would be back as the Giants manager in 2024. And I thought at the time, it's the wrong decision to come out and say that your manager will be back when there's still so much at stake during the regular season, when the Giants still had so much to play for. And so listeners of this show, listeners of the podcast, have known that I, I kind of hammered the Giants owner, Greg Johnson, over that move. I thought that it was silly, it was ridiculous, and his inexperience showed. And then you go down to San Diego, where Peter Seidler, the owner, A.J. Preller, the general manager, and even Bob Melvin himself confirmed that he would be back in San Diego, their end-of-season press conference. And a few weeks later, Melvin is off to San Francisco, not just leaving the job altogether, not just, hey, we, we talked things over and things didn't work out. He's going to a division rival that has every intent of winning the National League West next year that the Padres do. And so I think that that's very interesting. Look, if you're going to criticize Greg Johnson, which I absolutely believe he deserves criticism for, you have to criticize the San Diego Padres for that their handling of that situation. They didn't just think that, oh, he would suddenly be back and everything would be okay in 2024. No, they said, yeah, go to a division rival. Good luck. We'll see you next year in the opposite dugout. So that's the way things unfolded, but it all becomes very clear that from the start of this process, when the Giants decided that they were going to go in a different direction, they had to have some sort of information knowing that Bob Melvin would become available or at least would have interest in the job in moving to San Francisco from San Diego. Things just did not work out this season. There was the great report from Ken Rosenthal and Dennis Lynn of The Athletic in late September, really before the Potters won, I think. 14 of their last 16 games to finish above 500. Uh, a great report on the disconnect between the front office and the dugout in San Diego. It sounded really like A.J. Preller was a micromanager, really wanted to do things his way. And now Bob Melvin gets out of that situation, comes to San Francisco, where I think you know, Farhan Zaidi certainly has a lot of firm beliefs about the philosophy of the club that he builds, a lot of beliefs about the way that a game should unfold. But Melvin, what, 21 years as a major league manager, time spent up in Seattle with the Mariners, the Diamondbacks, of course, a long, successful tenure in the Bay Area with the Oakland A's and then the San Diego Padres. So this is someone who also has his own independent beliefs. And my guess, even though Melvin and Farhan Zaidi have history dating back to their time together in the Oakland A's organization where Farhan worked under Billy Bean and of course Melvin was the manager. My guess is they look at baseball from different perspectives and my sense going into this search, the number one thing the Giants needed out of this managerial search was someone who looked at the game of baseball through a different lens than Farhan Zaidi. And that's not to say that Gabe Kapler didn't have different views at some points. And that's not to say that you know this is a slight on Gabe Kapler for agreeing too much with Farhan Zaidi, but it just felt like this organization was too headstrong. It felt like they believed they could insulate themselves from the outside and they were always going to make the right decision, that the Giants' way, that Farhan and Gabe's way was the way to win. And I think fans on the outside, everyone analyzing this club, could see the way the roster was built in 2022 and 2023, we could all tell it wasn't working. We could all tell change was necessary. And so the Giants have made that initial change. They have hired Bob Melvin, or at least are poised to hire Bob Melvin at the time of this recording, according to Andrew Baggerly of The Athletic, and they are set to go in a different direction. So 
What does that mean practically for the Giants as an organization? Well, he gives them instant credibility in the dugout. Look, this is not someone who's going to be surprised by a late game, you know, pinch hitter. This is not someone who is going to go into a game not knowing every pitcher available to him and thinking through every strategic move because he's been doing this for more than two decades. This is someone who comes with tremendous experience in the game. He's got a wide variety of players who clearly believe in him, believe in his abilities. And I think you look at the Oakland A's teams that he had, they were often young. They often overperformed relative to expectations. Oftentimes, you know, a payroll that suggested that the A's should be one of the worst teams in Major League Baseball. In some seasons, under Bob Melvin, they were. But some seasons, they won 90 games. Some years, they put it all together, and you really credit a manager when that type of a thing happens. And so the other thing that I would say is, when we went into this search, when the Giants decided that, hey, we're going to enter a managerial sweepstakes where the New York Mets are looking for someone to replace Buck Showalter, where the Angels are looking for someone to replace Phil Nevin, where the Cleveland Guardians are looking for someone to replace Terry Francona, I wasn't so sure the Giants' job was all that good. I wasn't so sure that they were going to be able to attract a top-tier candidate on the market this offseason. And now you look, and you've got Dusty Baker potentially retiring, the Astros' job potentially becoming available. If Craig Council leaves the Milwaukee Brewers potentially to go to the New York Mets, the Brewers' job is a very good one. I would say it's a better availability than the San Francisco Giants. But what the Giants did this offseason, in my opinion— Look, Bob, Bob Melvin doesn't necessarily move the needle for me in terms of someone who's going to get you really excited about the future of this team in terms of someone who's going to come in and inject a sense of energy and vitality to the organization. But what I can say about Bob Melvin is that if you look at all the available candidates at the outset of this process and you threw his name into that ring, I think that if you said to me that the Giants were going to finish with Bob Melvin being their guy, to me, that is a successful outcome because I think they're making an improvement in the dugout. And I think that that was honestly kind of difficult to do. I thought that Gabe Kapler was the least of the Giants' troubles this year. Farhan Zaidi didn't do a good enough job putting this roster together. Uh, the Johnson family, Greg Johnson, didn't do a good enough job greenlighting the money that needed to be spent to be competitive in the year 2023, particularly with the, you know, farm system being the way it was entering this season, knowing that you may not have a ton of top tier contributors coming up and making a major difference at the major league level. And farm system produced great for the Giants this year. They did get enough contributors to come up, but it was the free agents the Giants went out and signed last offseason. It was the money they didn't spend last offseason, where you look at their opening day payrolls at, what, $190 million? You'd probably prefer that number to be up closer to the luxury tax of $230 million. So the Giants left opportunities on the table, in my opinion, and they paid for it this year with their 2023 roster. And so Ultimately, I think that when you consider this search, maybe Bob Melvin isn't the most exciting name out there. Maybe you're concerned about his lack of playoff success in his career. Maybe you're concerned about the way that the 2023 San Diego Padres absolutely collapsed, fell apart, uh, did not live up to expectations. I think those are all valid. But I think when you look at his body of work in Major League Baseball, 
you compare that to the available candidates out there that the Giants realistically could have hired this offseason, hiring Bob Melvin may be the best outcome. And one day, it could be that Donnie Ecker was the guy that they should have gone after. It could be that, you know, Kai Correa pans out and becomes the best manager of the group that they ultimately considered. Stephen Vogt might get the Guardians job, and maybe Stephen Vogt helps the Guardians to the playoffs next year, and Bob Melvin misses the playoffs with the Giants. But the bottom line is, if you said at the outset of this search that this Giants job isn't as appealing as some of the other jobs out there, and to me, they still land the most appealing managerial candidate, that is a good outcome. And so I think there's a lot of reasons for the Giants to feel positive about the organization moving forward, to feel like this is a good first step for the organization in winning back trust from the fans. Because believe it or not, and I know that it's not hard for people who've watched Giants baseball over the last two years to believe, fans have fallen out of love with this Giants team. Fans want to feel a connection again to this to this club, to the roster, and to players. And Bob Melvin isn't going to be able to provide that himself, but he has a track record of helping players have confidence on the field, of putting players in good situations, in helping players come up from the minor leagues to the major leagues and succeed. It's what he did throughout his tenure with the Oakland A's, and it is what I believe is going to be absolutely pivotal to the Giants' success next season. It's can Bob Melvin and his coaching staff that he ultimately hires get the most out of a Kyle Harrison, a Marco Luciano, a Luis Matos, a Patrick Bailey, a Tyler Fitzgerald? The list goes on and on. The Giants have players who they will need to step up and contribute. They'll have players coming in from the outside who they'll absolutely need to step up and contribute. And it's on Bob Melvin now to make sure that all goes incredibly smoothly. And again, I'm recording this podcast before the Giants have made any sort of official announcement. So if you're watching on YouTube, you're listening at home on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, again, we saw this happen with Carlos Correa. You can't really take the Giants' word until the press conference actually happens, and you know that the contract has been signed. But the authority, Andrew Baggerly, is very good on this. And we know that the Giants have made the commitment, Bob Melvin has made the commitment, to make this union possible. One more important note before we look ahead to the rest of the Giants' offseason, that is, Bob Melvin has a successful track record managing players coming over from Asia, coming over from Japan and Korea. Those leagues, he has really helped players adjust to the major league level. And I think that that is absolutely pivotal for the San Francisco Giants entering the 2024 season. Because Bags has wrote about this. Many other writers have written about this. Uh, it all started with Ichiro and developing a positive relationship up with him in Seattle. You look at the relationships that Bob Melvin had with Yu Darvish, with Hassan Kim in San Diego. Those were positive relationships. This is someone who has earned the respect of Japanese and Korean players, and this is someone who the Giants need to help recruit those players this year because some of the best free agents available are coming over from Japan, from Korea. Jung-Hoo Lee, the center fielder, I would love to see him suiting up every single day next year as an outfielder for the San Francisco Giants. Uh, Yamamoto, the star pitcher coming over from Japan, I think the Giants should throw him 200, 250 million, make him a face of this rotation alongside Logan Webb, Alex Cobb, Kyle Harrison, build up that pitching depth. If Bob Melvin can help play a part and successfully recruit those players to San Francisco, his hiring will have already paid dividends before the 2024 season even starts. And then, of course, there's the chase of a lifetime with Shohei Otani. Otani, the biggest free agent on the market this winter, will not be pitching next year, but can transform a lineup as a designated hitter. Would love to see the Giants give him, what, 12 years, $600 million, whatever it's going to take to get Otani in orange and black. The Giants should absolutely be willing to make that commitment. They should be playing at the top of the market. 
I think that having Bob Melvin in the dugout could help them. Remember, this is a place, San Francisco, that Otani liked when he was coming to the United States and ultimately signed with the Angels. The Giants were believed to be one of the finalists. Buster Posey, who's now part of the ownership group, was part of that recruiting process to bring Otani to San Francisco. And my belief is, if there was a designated hitter at the time in the National League, I think the Giants maybe would have been 50-50 to get Otani alongside the Angels. And so it did not work out back in what, 2016, 2017, whenever it was that Otani came to the United States. But this time around, it could work out with Shohei Otani. With Buster Posey still a part of the pitch group for San Francisco, with Bob Melvin in the dugout, I think the Giants are really well positioned from a back end standpoint to give Otani the infrastructure he needs to win. And that is absolutely what he is out to do this offseason. Get out of that Angels organization and go win somewhere else. So really want to thank everyone who has listened to today's episode. We'll have a lot more, especially after Bob Melvin's introductory press conference in San Francisco with the Giants. Bay Area kid coming back. He played for the organization. He will be excited to wear the orange and black. He's got a connection to fans who watched him play back in the 80s. He's got a connection to Roger Craig, who's beloved by many Giants fans, of course, playing for him. Giants traded for Bob Melvin when Roger Craig was manager because he thought so highly of his baseball acumen. And now Bob Melvin, who did so well with the A's over in Oakland, coming back to manage the Giants. We will have a ton more on his hiring, how he fills out his coaching staff, and the next steps for this to be a successful offseason for the San Francisco Giants. Is it the most exciting move the Giants could have made this offseason? Probably not. I think there are a number of first-year, first-time managers the Giants could have hired who maybe would have sparked a little more you know, energy and excitement, entertainment from the fans. But the bottom line is the Giants needed credibility in the dugout. They got it with Bob Melvin. They need someone who inspires confidence in players. They've got it with Bob Melvin. And they've got their big-time recruiter for this offseason with Jung-Hoo Lee and Yamamoto coming over from Korea and Japan should be really interesting to see how their free agencies unfold. And who knows? They miss out on those guys. Blake Snell, who had a positive relationship with Bob Melvin in San Diego, he could be someone. Later on, we will get into you know the questions about how things fell apart in San Diego. Is Bob Melvin you know going to be too much of someone who believes in analytics and not enough someone who goes with his gut feel, or is he the opposite? Is he going to you know provide this front office with the balance that it desperately needs? But those are all subjects that we will touch on on a different day today. It's just about the news. It's just about Bob Melvin being next in line to manage the San Francisco Giants. Of course, Andy Baggerly with that report. So, so much more this week. I'm back from vacation. Uh, the audio issues may still be here this week, still sorting out a few things. I made the terrible mistake of traveling with my microphone in my suitcase. Uh, also, I was sick a little bit, so wasn't able to record on Sunday or Monday when I wanted to, but I appreciate everyone putting up. I'll try to make it up with a bonus episode or two throughout the week. So much to talk about with regard to Giants baseball. The offseason is only getting started, and there is a ton more that we will cover on the Kerry Crowley Show. So thank you so much for listening. If you haven't yet done so, please like or subscribe. Like and subscribe if you would be so kind. And with that, that's it for this episode. More later on this week.